this is Never Sleep Again, and you're listening to The Theremin Chronicles. A podcast where we discuss all things sci-fi and horror. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Veronica. And on today's episode, we will be discussing iconic Black characters from horror and sci-fi. This is in honor of Black History Month, and the characters that we will be talking about are from both the movies and from TV, the the small screen. Yeah. And um, by iconic, you know, we don't necessarily mean um, characters that right. are you know, the most popular black characters. These are re- really just characters that stood out a lot for us. Right. Characters that really we really enjoyed. So we really liked these characters. And we wanted to talk about them. Some of these characters have lead roles. Some of these characters are, um, they could be considered, I guess, stock characters, or they might have smaller roles. And so, you know, we just, we kind of casted a wide net with this one. And we, we just wanted to talk about who stood out to us. Yeah. All right. So let's start with our first character. And that would be... Miss Alexa Woods. Yes. <laughs> from Alien versus Predator, 2004 movie starring Sanaa Lathan. So when the Alien versus Predator movies came out, I was not really looking forward to them. I thought um, <laughs> it was kind of a shameless cash grab. I did not feel like these two universes needed to be intertwined. Um, I was not for it at all. But um, (laughs) even though I still don't see them as the greatest movies, you know, they kind of grew on me. And it was very, very shocking for me to see Sanaa in a role like this because she's usually playing, um, you know, a more serious type of role. Or romantic. Um, Yeah, more of like a romantic romantic lead. lead. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like that's pretty much been her standard for quite some time. So to see her in like an action-packed sci-fi thriller, yeah, very unexpected. Um, but I think she played the role well. And mm-hmm. um, you know, just a side note for our listeners, because we did not make the disclaimer yet, but there most likely will be spoilers in this list. There's gonna be spoilers <laughs> everywhere. There's gonna be spoilers all over this list. Yes. So, um, you know, continue at your own risk. We'll try not to spoil too much, but uh, certain things will be mentioned. So you have been warned. Yeah. So, um, you know, I thought she played the role really well. I actually really liked this character. It was not an annoying character. I was happy to see a black woman in such a role. She was the star. And, uh, you know, the Predator even gave her. Her props right. at the end. She like, earned the respect of. Yeah. Uh, she earned the coveted respect of the predators at right. the end of the movie. She really did. That's right. <laughs> In a predator situation, that that's who you want to be. You want to be the person at the end where the other predators come out and they present you with with that artifact. I, you know, I was actually looking forward to this movie, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. I was, this is one of those movies that even, even though this came out when I was, I was, I was pretty young. I wasn't exactly like, a, like I wasn't a child. We were teens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we were like teenagers. Yeah. When this came out. Um, oh, actually, you know, no, actually, we were. <laughs> well, I was still, I was still late teens. Late teens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still, okay. Yeah. yeah that I was makes still sense. 18 yep. when this came out, you know, 
I this was one of the few movies that I was actually aware of the concept before the movie came out. So I was already aware of the comic books oh. and and the arcade game. So I had a I I have a fond memory of when uh, my mother took my mother took me to the movies when I was a kid. And there is an arcade game in the lobby, and the arcade game was Alien versus Predator. Okay. And I was like, "What? Oh, wait, this is not a thing." And so I like I I went on there, and I expected to see something cheesy. I didn't expect it to be this cool side-scrolling video game where it's it it looks. I think it was like Commandos, and they're teamed up. <laughs> they're teamed up with with Predators, so yeah. you could choose. Uh, two. You can choose between two predators, and you can choose between uh, a a guy soldier and a girl soldier, and, uh-huh. or you can all four of you can play at once, and it was a cool game. Then years later, I searched up online. You know, when when we got on, when we got a computer, and we got the internet. Yeah, uh, I searched up the comic books, and and then I saw that there was going to be a there was a movie in the works, and it took a while for that movie to come out, and and then it came out <laughs> and I saw her in the role and I forgot what the other movie that she was in that I saw her in around that time. Yeah. And and so I was like, really her? But then but then when I saw the movie, I was not disappointed mm-hmm. at all. She seemed she seemed really believable. Like she seemed really, really in control right like of, of herself in certain situations she kept a calm head I, I love the part where she where she barters with where she barters with the predator mm-hmm. and he's just looking at her like mm, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know there's yeah. not supposed to be any witnesses <laughs> but then, exactly but then she proves herself and he's like all right you could be useful so you know if you're gonna roll with me here you gotta have a good weapon uh-huh. Here, this is a shield yeah. because because they have acid and you're gonna have to shield yourself from acid. Good good mm-hmm. luck. He like yeah. really took her <laughs> right. under his wing. Under his wing. Yeah. They, yeah, they kind of had this weird romance comedy thing going I on. I know, right? It between was it, right? This weird kind of relationship between the two. <laughs> right. Like he like after that, it was that brief moment where he was about to kill her. So how do we get from there? To him, just like he really, he really guarded her with his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is this great scene where they're like both like running side by side, like <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it was it was pretty cool. I must say, I was not aware of the game beforehand or um, anything else relating to right. Alien versus Predator. I don't think I would have been as excited if if I wasn't aware of the game yeah. or, or the, or the comic book, like there was another PC game. That's right. There's another PC game that I played. It was, uh, it was, it's kind of like first person shooter style. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, uh, it was cool. It had like a creepy factor to it. Yeah. You know, there's the, the xenomorphs will be trying to get you in the craft. It was, it was cool. But I think mm-hmm. if I didn't have any of those experiences, I would have had an opinion more like yours where where I would have been like, wait, what's going on? Right. Like, I, it just <laughs> completely took me aback. Right. But, you know, I'm glad the movie wasn't, like, trash entirely. No. And, and I really, you know. Part two her was. Role was. Yeah, part two is a different story. <laughs> but in part one, <laughs> you know, we could say that Alexa Wood, she definitely deserves a spot on this list. 
So, well, yeah, let's move on to number two. Number two, in no real, um, no in, in no order. Right, just so yeah. you're aware. Uh, we just kind of threw this list together. We're not ranking them. No. It's just, you know, characters we enjoyed, characters right. we uh, that resonated with us. So We're celebrating. Yeah. We're celebrating characters that we like. So in no order. Thank you for hanging out with us and celebrating with us. So, um, number two is Agent Broyles. Yes. Played by Lance Riddick from the show Fringe. Mm, such a good show. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, and wasn't it a great show? It really was. It really grew on me. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I introduced you. Kind, you to, yeah, introduced, <laughs> introduced me to, me to Fringe. Show. I couldn't yeah. believe I'd never heard of it. Don't sleep on Fringe. No. Give it a chance. You should go watch Fringe and... Yeah, even though I might spoil some things for for you, it's still worth it. I really, I really like the character of Agent Broyles mm-hmm. because he just, you know, it goes beyond. It goes beyond. I like seeing this black character because because I'm black. I mean, it, albeit it's like by the time we get to Fringe, there was great. There were some drastic changes made to cinema and tv shows so you know black people were already being um portrayed differently and yeah. t- uh, on tv um so this kind of transcends that whereas um i just like the way i like the way lance reddick played the character okay yeah he always seemed like as our as as a friend of ours once quoted he was like, this dude always seems like he's withholding information. <laughs> and, and but yeah. that's the aspect of him that I liked. He was he was mysterious mm-hmm. and he didn't he didn't show his car he didn't show his cards. No. Nope. And he was always really like he was never quick to fold. No. There's all these things going on around him and other people are losing their composure and he mm-hmm. never really lost his. We never I don't think there's a single episode where we saw him lose his composure. I don't think so. He was really like the backbone of that department. Of that team, right. Yeah. And yet, like you said, he kept his composure. Um, very professional. However, there was this relationship that he and Olivia had that yeah. was actually really endearing. And right. uh, because it turned into kind of a kind of I don't want to oh. say father daughter because she had a father-daughter relationship with with Walter. Yeah. But with Riddick, it was just like it was just like the older brother. Older brother, younger, younger sister, sister, kind of maybe maybe thing. uncle, niece right. type cool, of cool, cool uncle. Yeah, because when she and joined his spoiled um the, the cool rich uncle and his spoiled niece. Yes. <laughs> because when she joined, um, they actually butt heads. And so, you know, they were not on the best terms but then right. their relationship really developed over the years and um you could you got to see a kind of softer side of right. of agent Broyles that you didn't typically see when he was at the office or when he was out in the field and he was you know right right you know he was see that. the agent you know i could see that i'd like to point out that even though he didn't even though they didn't really see eye to eye at the beginning. He did respect her. Yes. And and he even referred to other pe- he even referred to her as a superstar to other people. And so I think that it was cool that they didn't just 
they didn't have him portray a character that was just really just like a jerk all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he could be, but whenever he was a jerk, it was it was whoever it was kind of deserved it. Right. They had it coming. But it showed that he it showed that I just like how professional he was where he didn't have to like you. Mm-hmm. But if your work was good, he did respect you. And that that's that's a quality that that I actually respect in people in real yeah. life. And so and he played that he played that character. Also, he was he cool. He, he was cool. he never backed down from anything <laughs> nope. like he needed. He needed his own spinoff. Yeah. Just Agent Broyles. Agent Broyles. <laughs> Great character. Great character. Love the show. So moving on, we have a character from a movie, another movie up next. And that would be Adelaide Wilson slash Red. Right. Played by Lupita Nyong'o. One and only. Yep. From the movie Us, the 2019 featured film. (laughs) I got five on it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So um, definitely a standout character. I thought the duality was great. I mean, here we had this, you know, loving mother of two. Right. We have, uh, you know, her care. She's a caring wife and a wonderful husband, just kind of like the perfect family. And then on the flip side of that, and quite literally, literally <laughs> the flip side. Dare we say polar opposites? <laughs> polar opposites. <laughs> we have Red who is just the opposite of that. And so I thought this was a great character. And, um, you know, Lupita and Yanga did an awesome job playing both of them. We mentioned uh, the movie Us in our last episode where we went over some of our favorite, you know, black, black uh, horror, horror and, sci-fi and sci-fi movies. movies. Yeah. So here we're kind of just putting a little more emphasis on that character. And, you know, really stuck out for me. How about you? Oh, definitely a standout character for me. She, you know, like you said, on one hand, she just seems like a regular loving and caring mother. But then when, you know, when these doppelgangers show up, then she's just, well, yeah, I suppose she behaved just as uh, just about as normal as I would expect any other caring mother to (laughs) You know, if doppelgangers show up trying to hurt your family, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna kill them. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> so, kill. <laughs> so that so she did that. Yeah, yeah, she mm-hmm. did that movie. It's just uh, I I know we talked about it before, but just her range of her range of like acting ability is just crazy. She stayed in character on the set, and it was just when I saw the videos of that. I was like, man, she's got to be out of her mind. <laughs> but no, but no, she's just really talented. Yes. Is what it is. So, and yeah. so like, these characters, especially the character of Red, is definitely going to go down in history as an iconic horror, yeah. horror character. Horror icon, yeah. It's yeah. definitely, Red is definitely a horror icon. Mm-hmm. Just that, that jumpsuit and the scissors. The voice. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you know, Very J- creepy. Jason has his machete <laughs> and Candyman has his hook. Yep. And Red has her gloves and scissors <laughs> and jumpsuit. And jumpsuit. <laughs> well, Mike Myers has the jumpsuit, too. Okay. So, so we can't just give that to her. Well, she <laughs> yeah. has her scissors. She has her gloves. scissors. 
All right. So up next, we have... We have Robert Neville. Yes. Robert Neville from I Am Legend, played by Will Smith. And that's a 2007 movie. And with this movie, we're dealing with um, an infected... An infected New yeah. York. Yeah, right? they're suppo- yeah, they're pretty much supposed to be a type of mu- mutated vampire. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I thought Will Smith really brought the character to life. He, he did. I, I feel like he did a great job as at, at appearing to be appearing to be somebody who's trying to keep trying to keep their sanity mm-hmm. together. And he's just trying to stay sane, trying to survive. He's trying to find a cure. Right. His only friend is is his dog. And he's just like, it was crazy just seeing just he's living in this big city. And there's nobody yeah. here. He's just driving there. That was that was crazy <laughs> for me. That's gotta be what it feels like to be like the last person the on last earth person like, on earth right no one else to communicate with he was actually communicating with uh like dummies and right mannequins right he mm. was talking with mannequins and every day he was sending out the same broadcast that was a little bit of a rough watch yeah back then um you know but the character was really cool you on one on one end you have the on one end, he's a scientist, mm-hmm. and I thought that that I thought that aspect of it was cool. But on the other hand, on the other hand, he he knows how to use he knows how to use weapons to protect himself from he knows how to protect himself from vampires. Right. Uh, he he ran like these like reconnaissance <laughs> missions during the day, yeah. trying to figure out where the vampires were. So it was just I, I love it when I already love it when there's characters that are like that. They they have a good mixture. They have a nice mixture of brains and bronze. Mm-hmm. And to see to see a black character bring that um, bring that type of character to life and ha- harness those qualities in a movie and not just get and not just get, you know, um just not get that care not just just not get a stereotypical character yeah it was cool to see that it was and you know the casting of will smith i must say sometimes when i watch will smith in a role i i get a little distracted from the story because i end up seeing yeah i end up just seeing will smith you know because he has such a recognizable face everyone knows who he is and um you know but for this role i feel like they did a great job with the casting and, you know, at least I feel back then, Will Smith wasn't getting enough credit for some of his more serious roles, some of, yeah. you know, the more emotional driven, driven characters that he might play. Yeah. He does really well. I mean, right. <laughs> if you've ever seen that episode of Fresh Friends, <laughs> no, don't you do know it. Don't the do episode it. that I'm it. talking about <laughs> where Will is talking to Uncle Phil and he's so hurt and upset about his father having left him. And this is not funny, but, you know, it's just hilarious because um, he, he makes it really believable. Yeah. And so the way he was able to bring life to this character 
and I am legend. He kind of does it the same way. He disappeared into the room. He did. He did. So definitely um, a good addition to this list. Definitely. Yeah. And up next. Up next. And up next. now we have <laughs> another television show. Yeah. Character. And that would be Michonne from The Walking Dead. That's right. Yeah. Michonne. Team Michonne. Team Michonne <laughs> from 2010 um, The Walking Dead series on AMC. And um, man, oh man, when I first saw Michonne, well, actually, before I saw her in live action. You read her. I read her, yeah. <laughs> we we really read the um, the graphic novel. And... I thought she was so cool from the moment I met her in the graphic novel. Right. They made her to be like such <laughs> a really cool character. Such a cool character. Like she yeah. like had control over the situation. She was a loner. She was by herself. But she had like two pet zombies without their heads attached. <laughs> so they couldn't right. they couldn't bite her. But you know, they almost served as kind of like like bodyguards yeah, to help. That's right. She removed their teeth. Yeah, she removed their yeah, not their yeah. heads. She removed their teeth. Yeah. And um, you know, she kept them on chains. She had her katana. And man, she was just I loved the character. So strong. <laughs> right. A really, really cool and character. Cool. Knows how to use a sword. She's got a katana. Yeah. Nice choice against zombies. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I forgot the name of the book. But one of the rules is swords don't need reloading. Uh, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> you can play Fruit Ninja all day long <laughs> with swords. So <laughs> Fruit Ninja. Yes. And um, so when they brought the character to the small screen, I wondered who they were going to get to play her and how like comic book accurate she would be. Right. And I was pleasantly surprised. So was I. I'm going to say, um, and... This might be a unpopular opinion. I'm not sure because I haven't watched the show in a little while now. Um, so I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but I prefer the show Michonne mm. to the comic book Michonne. The comp both are really cool, great fighters, but there was just some things about the comic book Michonne yeah. <laughs> that made her a little bit unlike unlikable. Uh, certain decisions that they made, but I mean, in that situation, as far as characters in The Walking Dead go, who's just really just a likable character like that they didn't right. have? Besides, like, Glenn. Besides I Glenn, know, right? That, Glenn was, like, one of the only ones. Um, Dale was pretty likable. Dale was pretty likable. Um, probably Dale and Glenn were probably... See, my this is my issue with, with a lot of the characters. but I And, and I understand why they're this way. But a lot of them are selfish, yeah. even even Rick. But I understand why they're selfish. Their their lives are literally on the line mm -hmm. all day long, and so so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still cool characters though. Rick, still cool. Yeah. Michonne, <laughs> Michonne, cool. Cool. And Denai Guerrero's performance right. of of Michonne in the television show was just like spot on. Like when I see her. I, I just believe that's Michonne. That is right. who Michonne would look like if I if she was standing right in front of me. Like I feel like they did a great job with uh, the casting and right. she does a great portrayal of Michonne. 
Yeah, I think if there's ever another version of Michonne, they would probably they would probably get somebody that looks kind of like Denai Guerrero. Yeah, I think so. To me, she's Michonne. Mm-hmm. At, at first, I was worried about who would eventually play Michonne because because I did I did like the character in the comic book. I just didn't like some things that they wrote the character to do. Yeah, but but when uh, Denai took the role on tv mm-hmm. they they didn't really have her do much of those things <laughs> yeah but still she yeah. kept like the essence of the that's character what I, that's her. what i mean and she like oh i think oh i, th- I think everything she did was better mm-hmm. than than anything really that michonne did in the in the comic books well michonne in the comic books really uh really got the governor pretty good yeah. She got the governor pretty good, so yeah, I can't lie. But just a great character. Mm-hmm. You know, no complaints from me. No. Team Michonne. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, next we have number six. We have Roland Kincaid mm. from A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors 1987. This character was played by Ken Sagos. Or, or Segos, I can't remember how it's pronounced, but um, I I I really love this character. Yeah, <laughs> this was definitely my favorite character in A Nightmare on Elm Street oh, Three. Man. Uh, and Dream Warriors. He was the life of the party. He was man. the life he of was the great. party. <laughs> His voice, hey Freddy! Yes. <laughs> when he starts yelling, he's like, "Come on, come on, Freddy!" You know, he was ready to fight Freddy. Mm-hmm. And and that's after Freddy had already terrorized us for two movies. Um, I I feel like Roland Kincaid, I, it, well, they just called him Kincaid for short. Yeah. I feel like Kincaid captured the essence of what us as the audience were thinking. It's like, okay, we're tired of Freddy. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's time to kill him. It's time to beat him. You know what? Let's all just fall asleep together. Right. Wake up in a dream together, and and just and and just like group stomp Freddy. <laughs> just just jump him. Just let, let's all just stomp him. Just you, yes. you know, I sound like that because like I just like I I was so happy as a kid seeing this because I was like oh, okay finally and there's so many there's so many different kids there mm-hmm. all with their po- own powers like the X Men or something. I was like. A bunch of people. So as a kid, I'm like, a bunch of people are getting ready to like beat up Freddy. Uh-huh. He deserves it. <laughs> right. <laughs> he had like especially by then. You know, yeah. this is number three in the franchise. Right. And he had gotten away with so many murders right. by now. <laughs> so it was great to see um, a group of kids, no less, who were willing to stand their ground and really stand up to Freddy, right. and who were, you know mildly successful you know <laughs> so, well they, they so, had some casualties they, yeah unfortunately casualties. but you know they they were brave justice and for the wizard it's yes i know <laughs> oh man <laughs> don't get me started on some of the deaths in that movie but no. kincaid man kincaid. he was um full of life and you know just he he was a great friend as well like he yeah he was a good friend he stood up for his friends and right yeah. He stood up for his friends not only against Freddy, mm-hmm. but against people in the institution that they were in. Yeah. Uh, I I like that about about him and also I'm just going to talk about the elephant in the room. 
this movie is from the 80s and you know it was a big deal for Kincaid to make it to the end of the new movie without dying mm-hmm. Kincaid you know spo- we told you there will be spoilers here Kincaid doesn't die in Dream Warrior so so a major reason for why you should watch a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors is because the black guy doesn't die. Right. There's two black men in this movie and neither one of them dies in this movie. This dur- during the 80s. That was that's a, a big, big deal. deal. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I was so happy to know that right. they didn't die. That they didn't it die. It was such a man. such a trope which is just, you know, such an unnecessary trope that would happen too. Yeah. Um and I was glad that they were kind of pushing the boundaries with that if you can call it that (laughs) right you know it really shouldn't be considered that you know them pushing boundaries by allowing the black male to to stay alive well it's better uh, than what they did before because before what they were doing was they were giving us the representation um but what we didn't know was that they were just trying to pad the body count right that's it they were bringing them in right. just to have some, um, you know, deaths thrown in. Yeah. <laughs> so this, um, you know, was a, a breath of fresh air. Being Definitely. able to see Kincaid survive until the end. Now, can't say that he remained that way <laughs> throughout the franchise, but at least for part three. <laughs> oh, did. man. Yeah. Because in part four, he's all like. See you in hell, Freddy. Oh, yeah. he's like, see you in hell. And he's like, tell him Freddy sent you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Oh, man. We we can't stay mad at no. you, Freddy. <laughs> we can't stay mad at Freddy. Oh, <laughs> man. I'll stay mad at him for a little bit. <laughs> well, his one-liners is what I mean. So. so up next, number seven, we have Zoe Washburn, played by Gina Torres from the television series Firefly. That was a 2002 TV series, and I was in love with the show, and I loved her character. Yes, very cool. Just another character, like no nonsense, all about business, tough as nails, but also soft and loving and kind, especially towards her husband. And, um, you know, I just I love this character. I thought it was was perfect. And uh, I thought Gina Torres played it well. I loved the whole like space cowboy, uh, (laughs) you know, nature of the show. Just a great show. And she fit in perfectly. Yeah. The show was gone too soon. It was. I was so sad. Gone too soon. Yeah. I mean, they tried to kind of um, give us some closure. Yeah. with, With Serenity. Uh, they made uh, some decisions in that movie. They made they made they made some choices in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> they did. Um, you know, I'm still glad they at least gave us that. I will right. say it's better than nothing. Better than nothing. But uh, Gina Torres, yeah, and uh, Zoe Washburn, she definitely deserves to be on this list. She should be remembered, and um, you know, she didn't take any nonsense. She was courageous. Yeah. She was right there besides uh <laughs> right there besides Nathan Fillion's character. And um, you know, she wasn't afraid to get her hands dirty. Captain Reynolds. Yep, Captain <laughs> Reynolds. She wasn't afraid to face off with any bandits or any threat that they had coming their way. So I love this character. Yeah. 
I like this character because she was probably one of the only crew members that wasn't afraid of Captain Reynolds. Right. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that too. And even even Jane was scared of him. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't really put up with, with his nonsense. And, you know, they had history. They had fought together and, you know, they had served together for years. So, um, oh, yeah. you know what? I take that back. Book wasn't afraid of him. Book wasn't afraid of him uh, either. But we yeah. know why. <laughs> book to bite yes <laughs> yeah, the mysterious holy man with uh with um with martial arts skills exactly but, which yeah. we never learned enough about but you know yeah. that that's really too bad um this is really making me want to watch firefly again <laughs> Shall I, order us, shall I order us a pizza just like good, the good old days? I know, right? <laughs> Should find out who's who's offering Firefly on streaming and, and go ahead and, go ahead and watch <laughs> Have it. a nice little marathon. But Definitely. Zoe Washburn, guys, she deserves to be on this list as well. And Absolutely. Up next at number eight. Yes, we have Ben Hanser, played by Dwayne Jones. This is Ben Hanser from... Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. and the ninth in the nineteen sixty eight version, this character is played by Dwayne Jones, and in the nineteen ninety version, it's played by Tony Todd. Right, and yeah. I like both versions of this character. Yeah, and the first so the first time I saw the character of Ben, it was it was from the nineteen ninety version with him being played by tony todd Mm -hmm. and you know obviously this is before Candyman. so when i finally saw the 1968 version with ben being played by dwayne jones i I actually couldn't believe how similar the two movies were Mm -hmm. they were with with the exception of a few changes um here and there and and a and a difference in the personalities of the character of Barbara, the movies were almost were almost identical, um, which wasn't a problem for me. I mean, I mean, it's one one thing that I don't really like about remakes is is when the remakes when they just when they just have a when they just go crazy they just have a ball with with. Uh, deviating from the original yeah and you know i don't really i don't really care for that so that's why i like both of these and it's funny because the criticism that some people have made is just is is uh based off of how similar the 1968 and the 1990 versions are Mm -hmm. to each other or rather the criticism of the 1990 version is how similar it is to the 1968 (laughs) that's actually not a problem for me and when you look up this movie, you're gonna see a bunch of cool photos of Tony Todd and and the actress who played Barbara just, you know, just killing it in these mm-hmm. photos, photos <laughs> looking all gangster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, he was a great character. Um right. Ben was. And I thought he was intelligent. He was smart. They didn't quite understand what these things were at first. But he knew that you had to keep your distance, yeah, you know, and so he was such an asset to that house, right? Uh, where they were kind of uh, holed up 
I gotta say, I do hate the ending. <laughs> like, yeah, I hate that he had to die. In like, both versions. In both versions, and in the first version, it's like, come on, they go through all that trouble, and right, you know, only for him to die at the hands of not even the zombies, but just uh, uh, by other humans. Yeah, but that was part of the social commentary, right? Of right. the of the original and. They thought he was a zombie, mm-hmm. and 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 here's where there's one change that I kind of didn't like with the 1990 movie is they removed all ambiguity and they actually have spoiler alert they actually have been become a zombie right. at the end during during the the 1990 mm-hmm. 1990 version, and that was you know I I didn't really care for it but. I think that that it was better than him just going out by him trying to peek through the window. <laughs> right. And they shot him. But but either way, the character is a great character. Oh, man. When and he slapped that woman. He has a snap out of it. <laughs> oh, man. He was about business. A snap out of it. They had uh, more serious like, things on, at hand. Come on, come on, come on. The shotgun, the shotgun. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I mean... You know, it did. It actually helped. I don't. I don't know why in movies they they acted like that's something that would help people in real life. It sounds like a good way to get in a fight. I know, but, exactly. Uh, but I like that the character was written not not because the character was going to be black. They just wrote a they just wrote a good character, mm-hmm. and the actor who played the character just happened to be black. Right. And like, well, that that was the original concept. I'm sure that they hired Tony Todd specifically to play <laughs> to play the role oh, yeah. that uh, that Dwayne that Dwayne Jones originally played. But I'm talking about um, Ben as it was written uh, written during. Uh, well, I don't know when the character was written, but I'm talking about the character of Ben as it's portrayed in 1968 it wasn't written like oh a black guy is gonna play this mm-hmm. like, they just wrote a good character and and Dwayne Jones killed it yeah as the character yeah he did yeah yep um yeah definitely classic classic, classic horror movie character classic black horror character so 100 percent um, yeah give it up for Ben Hanser and so up next, we have another entry from the television show Fringe. That's right. Uh, and this one is going to be Jessica Nicole as Astrid Farnsworth. From Fringe. <laughs> from Fringe. Oh, man, Astrid. So um, Astrid was one of the main characters. Yep. But... Her role was a little less exciting than some of the other characters. She did a lot of research um, and she didn't go out into the field as much. Not uh, as much. Not as much. But um, oh, she was such a sweet character. I really like yeah. Astrid. <laughs> she seems like she would be a nice friend to have. <laughs> yeah. Who, who wouldn't like Astrid? That was definitely one of my favorite characters, as I told you. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Oh man, um, it's it's a shame that we don't really see uh, Jessica in many things nowadays. And more roles. I don't know if she's taken a break. I haven't really looked online to see if she's been any in anything. Um, I that saw I wasn't her. Aware of, but... I saw her in an episode of Scandal. Okay. 
and in an episode of Key and Peele. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, we did see her in Key and Peele. Yeah. yeah. She killed it on there. She's <laughs> she at, She's um not surprising. She's funny. Yes. <laughs> she, she's actually really funny. She she I think she did good on. She did good. Key and Peele. <laughs> she was um I think her along with um along with oh wow <laughs> his name just slipped from my mind <laughs> along oh. with Peter's father. Walter Bishop. Walter Bishop, of course. I think she, along with yep, Walter Bishop, were really like the heart of the show. Definitely. They, you know, and so I feel like they helped to bring that warmth um, and caring element to it. You know, all these yes. characters, they did a great job of making you feel. You um, cared about the characters. Yeah, you felt for them. You cared about them. You wanted to see them succeed in whatever they were doing. And um, you wanted them to be happy. You did. <laughs> like, you really wanted the characters to be happy. You really did, yeah. And so Astrid was a great addition to the team. So, um, yeah, she stood out to us, and that is why she is on the list. You're absolutely right. Uh, Astrid and Walter, about Astrid and Walter being the heart of the show. Whenever I think of Fringe, besides all the cool missions and, you know, besides it being a a dope sci-fi show you know somewhere in between all that is just astrid and walter getting into shenanigans at the lab yes and astrid just you know astrid basically being audience <laughs> to walter's shenanigans his yes. candy making his microdosing exactly and well and and overdosing and overdosing of lsd <laughs> and other drugs yeah right <laughs> So, yeah, that's another one where, you know, we're going to end up watching a few episodes of a bunch of these shows and and, uh, movies after this. And we encourage you to do the same. If you haven't seen any of these, definitely check them out. Yep. So up next, next, we have Captain Miller from Event Horizon 1997. This character is portrayed by Lawrence Fishburne, Mm -hmm. who was also in another movie on this list that we mentioned earlier, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors. Yes, he was. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. (laughs) A very young Lawrence Fishburne. A very young Lawrence Fishburne. (laughs) Yeah, he played like uh, an orderly or a nurse. Something like that. He was either an orderly or a nurse at the facility. Mm He was he was one of the good ones. Yes. Some of the other people were just real sleaze bags. They were at there, but you know this is him as Captain Miller from Event Horizon. Mm-hmm. I thought, I just thought that the character was cool as mm-hmm. a kid because it was Lawrence Fishburne. I thought Lawrence Fishburne was cool. Years later, when I would watch the movie again, I just um, I was able to appreciate. Well, you know, that's not true. Even as a kid, I was able to appreciate, it, like, what I'm going to say next, but it, albeit in a little kid way, <laughs> I was able to appreciate how he would take control of situations that that got out of hand. Yeah. So there's all these people on a ship, and the ship is basically kind of haunted. creep. there's all these creepy <laughs> things going on and and there's a guy that gets stuck in an airlock this guy's about to get sucked into outer space Mm -hmm. and lawrence fishborn has to rescue this guy 
And he's just like, okay, you have to listen to me. I'm going to get you out of here. You know, I'm sure this is what got him the role where you must do exactly as I say. <laughs> Neo. Yes. You, you can survive this, Neo. But you must do exactly as I say. Or however you say. I'm sure that's what got him the role. But he's basically telling the same thing to this guy. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, okay, you know, like, um, let all the air out of your lungs that, or however you said it. Yeah. And he's just giving this guy instructions. He actually ends up saving the guy's life. And that's a situation where it was under where he had to be under a lot of pressure, but you can see why he's the captain oh, yeah. of the ship. He kept a cool he head. He kept a cool head. And just so you understand, just for just just for some reference here, just to just to give you just to give you some clarity here, on this ship some weird stuff is happening. Some mm-hmm. things that look like, that sound like and look like Hellraiser. Oh, yeah. Are happening. On, this is not a Hellraiser movie. No, it's not some, Hellraiser <laughs> in space. <laughs> right. It's, it's like just some Hellraiser shenanigans mm-hmm. are happening on this ship. And for him to be a black man, I'm just being honest, for him to be a black <laughs> man, keeping such a cool head with all the all that shenanigans, you know. It's, oh, yeah. It's like, it was... <laughs> Uh, I appreciated it, but no, no, it's it's a it's a good movie. Definitely, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, but if you like haunted house situations or haunted spaceship situations, if you like, if you like Hellraiser type imagery, things like that. If you like Lawrence Fishburne, mm-hmm. if you like Sam Neill, that's Definitely, uh, yeah. that's Doctor, that's Doctor Grant mm-hmm. from Jurassic Park. If you like Lucius or Lucian from Harry Potter, <laughs> he's in there. So, <laughs> oh yes, Lucius Malfoy. Yep, right. Is Lucius Malfoy? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Lucius, Lucius Malfoy is in also in this movie. So, yeah, these are all great reasons to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. So, yep, definitely check it out. Definitely. So the next one on our list, we have. Bianca Lawson um, in a role that she played uh, briefly. briefly. Gone too soon. Yeah. Gone From Buffy soon. the Vampire Slayer, that would be Kendra. <laughs> the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I don't do a very good accent, but <laughs> Yo, know, she was a great addition to the show. She was wonderful because she had, you know, Buffy was always so snarky to everybody. But let me tell you about Kendra, the vampire slayer. She had time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She she had time. She had time for Buffy. Like, Buffy, like, she was one of the only ones that Buffy didn't really want to try. Like, Mm -hmm. see, Buffy tried Faith, and Faith would just kind of laugh and say something slick. But Kendra, she was just like, Buffy was like, well, I don't really listen I don't really do what I'm told. I don't really listen to my watcher. <laughs> and Kendra was just like, yeah, no wonder you died. And I was just like, whoa. Yep. I just chose violence. But, <laughs> but Buffy needed it. Buffy was kind of a brat sometimes. She definitely and, did. And I feel like we got gypped. Uh, we got gypped with this character. The character only really served to, you know, the the character only served to make Buffy angry enough to want to kill Angelus. Yeah. Because because Kendra, you know, Kendra didn't, you know, deserve that. They they tricked her 
Um, they tricked Buffy into getting away so Kendra can be out there. And, you know, I feel like they could have taken the character into a different direction than just being, you know, just being killed off so soon. Right. Just to be there for so so the so that the main character could stand over their body and be like, no, <laughs> exactly. you know, which is which is essentially what they what they did. Now, I'm now in Buffy. Nobody was really safe. No, nobody was really safe. Like there's people that had been there for seasons like Buffy's mom wasn't safe. Uh, Miss Calendar wasn't safe. No, uh, Tara wasn't safe. Tara wasn't safe. And Tara, that was that was a real Scooby. Yeah. Like that Tara was a legit Scooby. By that point, by certainly. That point, yeah. yeah. By that point. So nobody was safe. So I wasn't I wasn't upset that they I wasn't that mad that they killed the character because so many characters died. Some mm-hmm. some characters left the show and never came back. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at you, Oz. Yeah. But I wish that they would have given us the character for a little bit longer before killing her off. Even though I like Faith, and we know that Faith shows up because Kendra dies. Yeah. Uh, so Faith becomes the next Slayer. And, and I thought Faith was a cool character, but still, as much as I like Faith, I wish we got Kendra longer. I do, too. Yeah, she was definitely a cool addition. Um, especially because they didn't really have any like black yeah. <laughs> like characters like that on the show. Right. So um, yeah, they they could have used a little bit of help with their diversity. Right. Um, and you know, <laughs> it was great seeing Kendra in that role. Right. And yeah, they killed her off too soon. Too soon. But not forgotten. So uh, definitely not forgotten. That's why she's on this list. All okay. right. So up next. We have we have Chris Washington from Get Out 2017. Mm-hmm. Yep, played by Daniel Kaluuya, and uh, this was also another movie that made it to yeah. our previous episode because of course it did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How could you make a list of uh, favorite black horror sci-fi movies and leave yep. out Get Out? <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> nope. Yeah, and if you think and if you think we could do one without it. You should get out. <laughs> <laughs> you should get out. <laughs> nah, nah, we're kidding. If you if you feel um if ever you feel something should have been on the list or should not have been on the list, just write us. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Exactly. And we'll plug that information we'll at the plug end. It. Yep. Yep. So I like this character, Chris Washington, um, mainly because this was just a regular guy. Yeah, I was it, thinking the same exact right? thing. I, I like that he was just a regular chill dude which makes it even scarier because it's like that could be you or me you know right and um he's placed in a situation that seems very benign he's just going to meet his girlfriend's parents and family right it's just so normal so normal um only to really kind of turn his world upside down when he finds out the truth behind everything and um you know i I thought the character was played perfectly by Daniel Kaluuya and um, you know some of the choices that he made were I feel like were very realistic and one thing about this character that I love that they did is that they allowed him to survive yeah I like that aspect of him I like how I like how he was just cool about everything before I mean before things got creepy 
for example, earlier they get pulled over by a police officer. He and his girlfriend get pulled over by a police officer. He's in the passenger seat and the police officer asks for his ID. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, man, it's it's whatever, man. It's it's he's so used to things like that. And he's right. just like his girlfriend is the one who is more upset by the situation and I found that to be relatable. Oh yeah. I've been I've been in situations with friends where something has ha- something would happen in front of them mm-hmm. that was clearly racist and they're just so much more angry than I they're not black and they're angrier than I am. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like laughing it off like whatever you know yeah. just you know obviously right. it would piss, piss right. you off right but it, it would piss you it's off it's like at this point right you know it's happened so many it's times it's happened so many times it's not unexpected it's not unexpected and i like that they put that in the movie yeah i like that they put that in the movie where where they showed the reality of how that's a reality for so many um of us in america mm-hmm. And just what happens after you, you you do get used to it, and and that's a that's actually <laughs> that's actually what what is the real horror aspect of that? Yeah, movie. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fact that he was just so used to certain things happening, you know, unfair behavior towards him. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And I and I like how I like he was how he was able to roll with the punches and just his will to survive. Yes. And it just so just a regular guy. He's not, he's not secretly from special ops or anything. He just has to use his brain to try to get out of a situation. You hear of situations like that in real life where just average people were able to survive using just like using their brain, using like just, you know, getting, finding the strength or, you know, their adrenaline gets hopped up. Mm -hmm. And I just thought of something just now. And I like, I like to think that his character from Get Out and the character, the main character from Ready or Not, I like to think that like they, that they bought each other a drink and told each other about (laughs) this weird weekend that they Yes, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, wow, that sucks. You know, like, yeah, like anything like that ever happened to you? Well, funny you should ask. Yes, right? <laughs> oh, somebody needs to do like write some fan fiction or something. Do that a would be, that would be, no, uh, a fan fiction wouldn't do it for me. Two talented actors on, or the actors themselves. Yeah. Um, get together for like a YouTube, you know, That'd just do cool. it for the, for the fans. You yes, know, just Just right. for the fans. Do it for the fans. <laughs> yeah, well. Up next for number 13, and this list is kind of long, yeah. <laughs> but we're making our way to the end. But you love it because you love us, and, <laughs> and, we, and we love you too. We love hanging out with you and just, and just shooting it back and forth. Yeah, just, we're glad you're sticking through yeah, with us. <laughs> just talking movies. We're, we're your friends, and you like to talk to your friends about all these movies and, and shows. And television shows, yeah. Yep, movies and mm-hmm. television shows. Let's do it. Well, on that note, with number 13, we have Oda Mae Brown. And that's from the movie Ghost, played by Whoopi Goldberg. 
And so she has made this list because, you know, upon thinking about the movie Ghost, you might not immediately think, oh, horror, sci-fi, but... There are ghosts in that movie, so it definitely falls there under was the horror category. There, yep, there was demons in it, too. Yep, demons, too. Yep. Dragging people to hell. <laughs> some kind of hellish shadow of the, realm. Coming out of the shadows. <laughs> like, mm, <yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> so As the people are like, ah, yes. and dragged away. <laughs> so she makes it to this list, and... Um, you know, Whoopi Goldberg, she brings a lot of character to her characters. And she's a very versatile actor. I liked Oda Mae Brown. Yes. And um I thought she was hilarious. I I thought it was a <laughs> I thought it was a cool character. She had a she had a cool story arc. Mm-hmm. She went from this kind of like a charlatan. Right. Just trying to steal people's money to somebody who she gets wrapped up in this this like murder this homicide yeah this homicide story she's being helped by a a legitimate ghost and she just she decides to stick with this ghost Mm -hmm. till to the end to save the life of his of his surviving his wife right and she you know she she ends up saving this woman's life I like that Wolpe Goldberg survives. I do too. And yeah. being like that was a very serious threat on her life and right. but she's able right. to survive even still. She kept a cool head with her life on the line. Yeah, she too. did. You know, she wasn't just the comic relief. Right, I like that aspect I like as that. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She did, th- you know, add some humor and some comedy. Well, she she is a stand-up she's, comedian. Exactly. So. so that's to be expected, but um, there was quite a bit of dimension with her character. And she deserves to be on this list. Definitely deserves. Well, next, speaking of deserving to be on this list, (laughs) (laughs) next up, we have the baddest. No, I'm just. (laughs) 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 But definitely, well, to me, this is definitely the baddest in the entire Star Wars universe. You already know who I'm talking about. We are talking about. Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu. Yeah. See what I did there? I had to put the man before the character first because uh, Samuel L. Jackson is just a living legend. He is. And if anybody deserves to be on the the list, it's it's him as any of his sci-fi or, I guess, horror type of characters. But, but mm-hmm. today we're going to talk about Mace Windu from right. Star Wars Episodes 1. Through three, so that's Phantom Menace, nineteen ninety nine, Attack uh-huh. of the Clones, two thousand two, and Revenge of the Sith, two thousand five. Uh, he was cool and great in all of them. I liked that. Well, I liked that the purple. So the first thing about Mace Windu, the purple lightsaber. Oh yeah, we had never gotten a purple lightsaber right for this. So that was. That was cool, and I think Prince thought that was cool too. If Prince, Prince if uh, if I can imagine, if Prince watched the movie, <laughs> that he would like. I don't know. If, I don't know if Prince likes Star Wars, man. Come on, you know. But I like to. I like to think that he thought that was cool. Yes. Now I'm gonna have to fact check this, but I heard that he actually got to um, kind of pick his color for his lightsaber. George Lucas. So the way. To- so the way the story goes is that. He was he was saying the reasons why he would like a purple lightsaber, mm-hmm. and George Lucas says, "You just might get one." 
yeah. And that, that's the way the story goes. And he got one. And this is a person who is well balanced in both the light and dark side. That's what the color is supposed to represent. Right. And and this and that accurately describes him because when he's about to kill Palpatine, mm-hmm. he's just like explaining to Anakin that, you know, this guy controls the he controls the courts. Like he is the Senate. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna win trying to bring him through, you know, you're not gonna win trying to take the appropriate legal channels right. to, to put this guy away. But of course we understand that Anakin already got seduced by the um by the dark the side dark of the force. Yeah. By that point. And so, you know, just I mean, so let's back this up a little bit. So understand Palpatine is one of the most powerful, it's probably the most powerful Sith Lord in in um you know, well, alive at this point in mm-hmm. Star Wars, Mace Windu almost just killed him. Yes. Just like that. He came close. He came really close to killing him. So this just shows you. So this just shows you how bad. And also he saw he was his intuition was also so strong that he was able to tell that Anakin that Anakin wasn't, um, that Anakin was probably not, a, it was probably not a good idea to train him, mm-hmm. to take him in. And although I do believe strongly that if he had Mace Windu as a teacher instead of Obi-Wan Kenobi or Qui-Gon Jinn, that, that he wouldn't have uh, ended up turning to the dark side. Yeah. I think Mace Windu was the exact type of mentor that he needed. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he might have fared much better with Mace Windu. Much better. Oh. Much, much better. I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, up next, coming in at number 15, again, in no particular order, we have the Oracle from the Matrix movies. Yes. And uh, more specifically from the original Matrix movie, and uh, Matrix Revolutions. We have Gloria Foster, who played the original Oracle. Yeah. yeah, and then sadly she passed. And then we had Mary Alice, who took over the role for the final installation. And, you know, what's not to like about the Oracle? I'm sorry. Yeah. I like... <laughs> I, she just she comes across as just such a kindly you know grandmotherly yeah. figure. <laughs> she she just makes you feel at home. She's always baking cookies for Seriously. you. <laughs> she just felt like a relative of mine. Yes, just immediate. And I was you know what I loved about that is I wasn't expecting that at all. No, when you watch the trailer, when you watch the trailers for the original um, Matrix, you you're not expecting. That there's going to be a character like that. No. Let alone that it's a kindly, you know, a kindly older black woman. Right. You know, and I thought that that was really great. Mm-hmm. I, I like the way I like the way that she talked to Neo like it's her grandson. Exactly. Or, yeah. Or something like She's trying to tell it to him right. straight. She's give trying to, to him give him some advice, but also like with right. love, you with know. With love. And uh, I don't think the Oracle gets enough credit. And uh, we need to put some respect on the Oracle's name 
and the actors that played the Oracle because they're great. Actually, really learned this recently that the first Oracle, uh, the original Oracle, that was Gloria Foster. She was actually married to Clarence Clarence Williams Williams III for, I think, nearly like 17 years. And uh, if you don't know, Clarence Williams III, he's been in many Many, Many different movies. Um, movies and legendary. Yeah, actor. he passed last year actually, but most notably, we mentioned him in our last episode as being the undercaper slash devil from um, Tales from the Hood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought that was an interesting the funeral connection. home director. Yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This ain't no funeral home. <laughs> this ain't no funeral home. Oh no. Oh, that part scared the mess out of me. But. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, so I thought that was an interesting connection between the two actors. But um, the Oracle, yeah, I actually I love that addition to the movies. Like you said, very unexpected uh, when I saw The Matrix for the first time. But a pleasant surprise. Mm -hmm. A pleasant surprise. (laughs) All right. Moving forward, we have coming in at number 16. The one, the only. The only. Daniel Robitaille from Candyman. Yes, bringing us Tony Todd on the list for the second time. And why? Because we can. <laughs> exactly. Because we love Tony Todd because, here. Yes, he's And adult. we can. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Candyman, I mean, go. we don't have to upsell Candyman to no. you. What, what's not to oh, love? Oh, man. This what's not to love? We, we have. Serious figure. Right. I just love that we have a quintessential boogeyman horror icon that is that is black. Yes. You know, paving the way for for other characters that, you know, it's I'm glad that they gave us people that survived until the end. But but part of the fun of horror movies, you know, part of the fun of horror movies and Halloween time fun is is um you know enjoying the horror icons mm-hmm. you know just you know when they stop being scary and you're kind of you're kind of rooting for them it's about the costume <laughs> yeah. and whatnot and Candyman paved the way for for us to get other icons for us to have fun being the villain right sometimes mm-hmm. you know paved the way for red and and ma and you know even eventually oh akasha yeah from queen of the damned it's just i i find all of this i find um his lore very to be very cool Mm -hmm. and just all you said you know it's a very mysterious type of type of bad guy like you know you know what he's capable of yeah but you receive all these stories about Candyman at first. And so, you know, you've seen all these horror movies before. So you're expecting that when Candyman shows up for Helen, mm-hmm. it's just going to be boom, crash, <laughs> smash. You know, like a hook's going to come out oh, and, yeah. and get her. But nah, he's just like, Helen. Like he has a conversation with her yeah. at first. And he's just like, you know what? Like. I'm not going to kill you. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin your life, you know. But he says it in such a way 
He said it in such a, <laughs> like, what, like, kind of like Shakespearean way? <laughs> very you poetic. Know, very po in a very poetic way. You know, he comes in mad where, smooth. You know, like, he's you so know? <laughs> smooth. He's so smooth. He's so smooth. She doesn't even realize he's about to ruin her life. No. She's just like, but I have to go. <laughs> Oh, man. Poor Helen, right? <laughs> Poor Helen. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, great character. Daniel Robitaille, Candyman. Great character. Candyman. Yeah. Yep. All right. So. so next up on the list, we have Sue Ann, mm -hmm. played, by Octa played by Octavia Spencer. Put some respect on her name. <laughs> yes. Right now. I mean it. From Ma 2019. Yeah. I, I just had a lot of fun watching this movie. I did too. I, I didn't go in with... um, I went in with high expectations from Octavia Spencer because she's just like great at what she does. Everything she's in. Everything like, she's in. She, she doesn't miss. Consistently, she just doesn't miss. No. Just consistently great. Yeah. Um. However, as far as, you know, like everything else with the movie, I had no real expectations. No. I didn't <laughs> <Me> ex <either. laughs> meaning I didn't expect to have as much fun as I uh -huh. did. I thought I thought it was great. You know, like I mentioned before when we spoke about the movie before, her duality where she has to keep up this veneer. She tries to keep up this professional veneer. She tries to keep up this appearance that she's put together but she's really just she's really insane oh, she's crazy she's really yes. insane i don't know and, what <laughs> and, and when we see her just becoming more and more unhinged mm -hmm. it's just like i had a great time it I was did too. fun they did try to make you feel bad for her once you got to see um yeah. a little bit of her backstory her backstory and right. um but it still was no excuse for what no. she did, what she did later on in the movie. <laughs> no, I mean, they were trying to do the kind of the Freddy Krueger thing. Yeah, or even like, like Carrie. Or, or Carrie. You know, to kind of give an excuse for why they might have turned right. out the way they did and caused harm to other people. But uh, that right. didn't quite work. I didn't really feel that bad for her. No, the kids didn't deserve <laughs> they didn't that. They didn't deserve it, no. The kids didn't deserve that, but it no. was it was great. It was great it was, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. I understand um, this isn't our, this isn't us being, being critics right now. We're just talking about what, we're just talking about like the character and yeah. that, you know. She 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 made us have fun with this movie. She did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that brings us to number 18. Yes. And this character is from a very popular television show from the 90s. And uh, at least, you know, it was popular enough. Yeah, it's popular. Uh, you you may have heard popular. of it, a little show called Stargate SG-1 from 97. Mm. And that would be Christopher Judge as Teal Teal'c of Chulak. <laughs> yes, Teal'c by oh, the legendary man. Christopher Judge. Yeah. Yes. We need more Christopher Judge. Yeah, I think he's done some voice work. Um, Kratos, God of War. Yeah. And, and more than that. Yeah. And more than that, but it's, yes. This character was great. He was few of words, but, you know, few of words and uh, 
emotion as well, like kind of kept yeah. his emotions hidden. But I loved how we could see his development over the years, over his time knowing the Stargate SG one, like I like the that. core team. Yeah, I like they they really took him from being just the Spock yes. of the team to mm-hmm. evolving him. Because because that's clearly what he was supposed to kind right, of be. Right, basically. He was supposed to be the Mr. Spock. <laughs> but Very the logical, <laughs> you know, kind of stony face. Right. Kept his emotions hidden and right. uh, doesn't really need to speak more than, you know, he needs to just right. enough. It's amazed by how stupid humans are. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> But, oh, yeah, no, he was a great character. And, um, you know, I'm glad that they actually, you know, thinking about the choice to have him as a series regular. Yeah. You know, I I think that's kind of astounding. I would not expect that. But um, that's what they did. And I'm so glad they made the choice. Yep. That's that's the the original four. Yeah. That four, that lineup. To me, when I think of Stargate, although they had other they had other actors, recurring characters on there that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. To me, when I think of Stargate SG One, I think of you know the main four. Exactly. I think of those four. Yeah, and he fit right in, and uh, you know I really liked his character. He was strong, and he was also had a sensitive side too. Which, you know, they didn't show that often because he puts up this strong veneer. But, um, you know, as the episodes progress, you're able to see some of that. But, yeah. Right, yeah. The show wouldn't just wouldn't have been the same without Christopher Mm -mm. Judge as Teal. No. Yeah, so next on the list, we have Gerilyn. Yes. From Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, 1995. This character is played by Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. And I thought this character was cool. Oh, yeah. I thought this character was was dope as a kid. I didn't, well, you know, the movie came out when I was a kid. And I didn't know what to expect. Scared the crap out of me when I saw it. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, oh, no. Of course, it was uh, Tales from the Crypt. But, <laughs> but I still watched it anyway, like a little idiot. <laughs> like, just, there was, you know, it wasn't too bad for me watching it until there's that one scene where the kid's reading the comic and the comic, like, is haunted and it, like, possesses Aww. him. and turns him into like that big monster thing yeah and like that part was just like that's the part as a kid that just made me just like just you know kind of rage quit of course i think rage i think the worst thing as a kid is seeing other kids like (laughs) being affected by something horrific something horrific (laughs) it wasn't even that it was just like if something got the kid like, I, it would have been just like, oh, okay, like, well, they got him. But the kid, like, transformed and something. They're doing, like, this body horror thing. And the kid's, like, like killing people and stuff. <laughs> it was just crazy. He just turned into a mutant monster. But but even that monster wasn't bad enough to to destroy Jerilyn. No, and she so was tough. She was tough. Mm-hmm. And, and I really wanted to see where her story went. Because right. she becomes the next yep. demon. She gets knight. on the like, bus and right. we never see her again. Yeah, she becomes the next knight. Her we see the stars align 
in her hands. Yeah. And so she's going to carry around the vial that has Jesus's blood in it and the mm-hmm. other, the blood of other, um, other warriors that came before her. We see her on the bus and we didn't see any more from that character. And that would have been cool. It would have. I mean, Jada Pinkett still looks young enough to play the role. I know, so. right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so they could just go ahead and bring her back. Mm-hmm. You know, for, that would be interesting if they did. Yeah. I'd it, watch it. It would definitely, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So spoiler alert. You know, I know we I know we gave you um one at the beginning, but we love you so much. We gave you another one. So spoiler alert. She's like keeping so the only thing that like the only weapon that they have against these things is the blood that's in a vial that's in the shape of a key. And mm-hmm. some of that blood is from Jesus's blood. Um, some of the blood in there is Jesus's blood. And this stuff is toxic to the demons that can kill them. And so she was hiding some of that blood in her mouth. And she spits it out on the demon in the end. And it gives her an edge. And, you know, she's just like fighting dirty. Mm-hmm. And and I thought that that was cool as as a kid, I thought that was cool. You know, I always loved it when people really just stood up to the monster. Right. And in the yeah, movies. They get tired of they running. Get tired or of running. Trying, and they just face off with the monster. Right. Right. They're just like, you know what? You're, you know what, monster? You're enjoying this too much. You're enjoying chasing me too much. You're enjoying me getting scared. Nah, we're, I'm going to face you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's what she does in there. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, here's to Gerilyn from. Tales from the Crypt Demon. Yes. <laughs> all right. And all if right, you stuck right. with us this far, thank you so much. Because we appreciate you. We definitely appreciate you. We have now reached the end of our list. And this is by no means a comprehensive list. No. You know, these are just a few of our favorite, our iconic black characters from horror and sci-fi. And so coming in... At number 20, again, in no particular order, we have Mr. Winston Winston Zedmore. (laughs) And that would be uh, the character played by Ernie Hudson from the movie Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters? Yep. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's not to love? That's another one. You know, it's, it's a character played by legendary ernie hudson yes and what i appreciated about this character is that this time the black guy isn't the comic relief oh yeah no <laughs> not this time yeah they they actually had him playing you know see back then they had something there's the there's the funny man and then there's the straight the straight guy you know like the guy who just plays it straight no nonsense mm-hmm, like very straightly right and and that was that was what this character sort of was but even he he kind of he did kind of have like a funny side he did. i think egon was a little more <laughs> right more serious but right. Uh, right yeah winston um he was very practical and i feel like he kind of played the part of the audience yeah. to an extent like if he was taking the position of the audience of the so audience. Yeah. <laughs> that's who we would witness um, the events unfold as, you know, as Winston, I how like that he, he just, reacted and and everything to, to yeah. was transforming before him. Right. I just like that he just showed up looking for a job. 
Oh yeah, I know yeah. right. <laughs> he just wanted a job. Yeah, sort of. He has um, military training, so he um, he's he knows how to use a weapon. Uh huh. And they have you know they have the proton packs ready there, and so you know I they they liked him because of his experience in the military too, mm-hmm. and so you know it was really cool. It was really cool. Everybody. I don't really know many people that don't like Winston no. in there. So, you know, it's a it's a legendary character. Yeah. I remember being so happy as a kid that one of the Ghostbusters were black. Uh-huh. And I had I had some Winston toys. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Right. But looking back at it now, the Winston toy that I had probably wasn't the Ernie Hudson toy. It was probably the one from the real Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters, okay. The the cartoon. Yeah, he was a little different, his character. Well, first off, that that character's uh, voice actor is Arsenio Hall. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But both both versions are cool. Mm -hmm. Both versions are cool, definitely. Definitely so... That completes our list. 20 characters for you. If you haven't seen any of these movies or television shows, we definitely encourage you to check them out. It Please will, do. Yeah. It will be worth your time. Um, trust us, you'll have fun. And you'll probably, you know, find some new favorite movies or yes. TV shows that you didn't know that you would, uh, you would actually enjoy. So Yeah, and if you want us to do another one of these... Go ahead and email us. Oh, yeah. We have more characters up our sleeve that we haven't listed. More movies as well that we didn't mention in our previous episodes. So definitely let us know. As always, you can get in touch with us at NeverSleepAgainReviews at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on Facebook or Instagram at NeverSleepAgainReviews. And you can also check in with us and hang out on YouTube where um, we post weekly movie reviews and more. And that channel is Never Sleep Again. So, yeah, just let us know. And uh, we'd be happy to get your feedback. Yes, we would love your feedback because, you know, we we do this because we enjoy it. But we also do it because we want to know what other people think too yeah so we care about what you think and so yeah let us know let's let's get together more discussions that we can talk about definitely yes so we thank you for listening with us yeah i'm jonathan and i'm veronica and you've been listening to the The theremin Theremin chronicles Chronicles.